0: What is up wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 429 of the Smackdown Moments Smack Talk podcast. Hot tags of the week where we'll be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and anything else that's happened in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days that we feel like diving into. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always is Robert DeFleece. How are we doing tonight, Tony? Uh, it's the hot tag. <laughs> Let's just move on of there. <laughs> All right, it's, it's, I'm gonna actually. Then a day.
1: Uh, I'm gonna start us off with something that we touched on last week, that got rectified over the weekend. Tanara Kanji is back in NXT, and she arrived in the, in a show in Fort Pierce over the weekend a shirt that Red released What are your thoughts
0: She is either Having fun trolling people And she's not going anywhere And the story is Complete BS Which I love if that's the case Or she is a horrible Employee who is bitchy And uh Trying to act out When WWE doesn't want her to not show up And do her job or something like that I hope that that's not the case Hmm. I still maintain that if they got rid of Tainara, I wouldn't feel like they really lost anything but at least this is kind of funny (laughs) I think they
1: had a financial dispute and she was like okay fuck you I'm leaving and they're like no you're not you're under contract and she's like okay but can we talk
0: about the money okay and they're like okay alright now everybody's happy again she gets an extra little uh, ticket for catering like, Charlotte yeah. Flair had said. <laughs> <laughs> well... With that and any other topics that we're talking about here, make sure you drop a comment below. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, if You, oh, you are... didn't get that out of the way. I'm so sorry. Could you... <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, if you are listening to this on the platforms that don't have comments like Spotify and Stitcher and Apple and Google Podcasts and such, then head on over to YouTube. YouTube is where you can leave comments. And while you're over there, subscribe if you haven't done that already. Ring that little notification bell. Like the video. Tweet at uh, Team YouTube and ask them to re-monetize this YouTube channel, and we'll get more into that a little bit later, too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, drop a comment and tell us your thoughts on these Hot Topics and Hot Topics. Ugh. Tell they're us your all, thoughts on Hot Topic. They are Hot Topics, but they're Hot Tags, as far as we're concerned. You ever bought anything at Hot Topic? Uh, I, I actually used to go there quite frequently. I've only, that I can remember, only ever bought things for gifts for other people. I don't think I've ever actually bought anything at Hot Topic.
1: Yeah, but you never struck me as a Hot Topic person. You see, I like they're very pop culture based now. Like you can get like your Nintendo shit at
0: Hot Topic. They got your abundance of. uh, They kind of took over a little bit of what Spencer Gifts was. I think
1: I used to love see both of those stores when I was like in high school. Used to be like mandated, (laughs) like I I had to go there. Now I learned to Hot Topic. Because way, way back in the day, they had the exclusive merch deal for TNA. And that's how like I learned of them. And then it was like, oh, they have all these band shirts here. And yeah, that's my hot topic experience. They have a great partnership with the Elite. You know anything about that?
0: Yeah, they used to do the whole Bullet Club stuff there all the time, and right?
1: And now, now they do all the AEW stuff there. Hmm.
0: Well, don't own any AEW stuff. If I do, then maybe I will end up buying something at Hot Topic. I have eaten a Hot Pocket.
1: <laughs> I haven't eaten a Hot Pocket in a very long time.
0: Yeah. I, by choice, I haven't either. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like they've ever been all that great. Uh, ham and cheese one. That's the best one.
1: That's the one I go to as well.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's the best one, but it's still not saying much. It's all right, still a Hot
1: I like that we're on the same wavelength.
0: Yeah. We're officially on Snack Talk as well. Uh tell us your thoughts on uh hot pockets, hot topics, and hot tags. And yeah, we we're talking about the idea of uh Tainara not leaving, but we do know that somebody else is leaving, or technically speaking, has already left. Kathy Kelly. Uh this we, for
1: her. Like, I hate this.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about it at the takeover show, but she is gone. They did a little post uh takeover, the usual like post show kind of thing that they do. And uh, it was nice the their little send off, you know, Undisputed Era giving her some donuts and kind of busted her chops a little bit, but then saying that she's the honorary fifth member of the Undisputed Era. Triple H putting her over about how smart she is and how you know the doors are always open for her to come back and everything. I'm still curious where she goes and like why she wanted to leave because it hasn't I'm... been a hundred percent clarified yet.
1: I love the opinion that she's going to do more entertainment-based stuff.
0: Like and access Hollywood thing. and
1: yeah, e and all that. Like she'll be hosting the red carpet one day or some shit. And it was probably laid out like, oh, my contract is coming up. I don't really want to leave. but well, will you sign a five-year deal? I guess I have to leave. Because <laughs> mm. who really, like, if you were contracted, right? would you really want to be like yeah i'm gonna lock myself in for five years you don't want to do that you have dreams
0: well, well it's weird I because I have enough, you have dreams do you have dreams i don't sleep enough to have dreams <laughs> 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 Don't i do the uh, patreon if you want me to have dreams uh, <laughs> it's weird that because other people can do outside ventures like uh charlie caruso has done some other things and she'll go by Charlie Arnold, So she doesn't even have to go by Caruso too. And one of the other topics that we've got here is that Vic Joseph has signed with the NBA and he's going to do commentary for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think so, he's still working for WWE too. And Todd Grisham was doing stuff for, uh, for soccer at the time, I think when he was still working with the WWE, like uh, coached and stuff. Yeah. ESPN stuff. Like they let people do that stuff. So if, Kathy was interested in being a part of, like, Fox, for instance. I wouldn't think that she would have to go, but maybe she got some kind of... She didn't say anything yet, from what I've seen, about, like, I'm so excited to move on because I have this new job offer at this place, and I can't wait to start. Either she's waiting for that, or maybe she doesn't even have it lined up yet. That's a possibility. Maybe she
1: wants to go... Like there's a possibility. Maybe she wants to go join the Peace Corps or something. Do some charity work and just kind of go off the grid for a while.
0: She came from like After Buzz or something, right? Yeah. A couple different people have come from that. Pretty interesting.
1: She, but like, legit she's a pro. I'm gonna miss her. She's one of the few talking heads that did their job properly and it always looked like she had a damn good time while doing it. Like her and Renee are like in that rare breed. I always said Kathy is like the American
0: Renee. <laughs> yeah, there's like um, as long as they've got some personality, I want them to stick around. Unless, of course, their personality is annoying. But like, like I really like Charlie. I really like Renee. I really like Kathy. Uh, I. I wouldn't get rid of some people that I'm not even necessarily all that much of a fan of, like, um, Kayla, like Kayla is one that I, it wouldn't be like, oh, it's so heartbreaking if Kayla went off. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, uh, people are friends with her. People like her being on the bump and all that. Like I'd keep her around. Like people say, Hey, Kayla. Yeah. Hey, Kayla. So. For me, somebody like Kathy, even though the interviewer and the broadcast correspondent side of things is not the like the make or break type of deal for anything, like realistically, Kathy Kelly leaving WWE is not going to change the ratings or something like that. But it is uh, like something that's not kind of sucks because it's just like, well, I liked Kathy, not only is she like
1: Sarah Shriver,
0: yeah, see, like that's that's a good difference.
1: It sounded mean, (laughs) but like, I don't, I don't.
0: I don't get anything Shevanella. out of yeah. She's
1: vanilla, like who like is the Charlie new
0: one? Charlie has uh that edge to her where you keep calling her a shitster and it's like she has like a sassiness to her and Kayla is kind of like a little ditzy but not like stupid just kind of like yeah you know, she's, like she's, she's she's like fun. She's I guess cute. I should say not not ditzy. Yeah. And Renee of course Renee's Renee so it's like she's Renee's
1: golden. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And Kathy was like a sweetheart And she was kind of goofy sometimes And all that but Somebody like Sarah I, I, she, she has no personality yet So I'm not digging her The new one that time. they just signed I forget
1: what her name is
0: Elisa no.
1: Zwick No not her the, Not the one that's doing Smackdown Who came from Fox Cat Marina. new one There we go That's the name I'm excited to see what she brings to the NXT table
0: it sucks that she's going, but I'm curious where she does go. And if she ends up and going somewhere back. that's like really good for her, then that's awesome. Uh, if she ends up going somewhere, that's kind of like blah, then I hope that she just comes back because I mean, let's be honest. Like it's if so she were to go to like access Hollywood or E or something and make like a real big, like <laughs> splash, then you can't blame her. But at the same time she goes and she leaves WWE and in a year all she's doing is hosting a youtube channel and she's getting demonetized <laughs> and like you know following the same kind of things that i got then i'll be like oh my god kathy please go back <laughs> you know
1: uh, she'll walk right through the front door of the pc and they will be like yeah you're back you're hired
0: i love by the way that she had tweeted out uh, that she wants somebody to give her their password for the WWE network so she could get the next pay-per-view i think that's how funny.
1: many how many people slid in their dms here's my login info yeah. i love you
0: here's my login info and uh, my access to my credit cards for your amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> I still kind of think maybe, and this is a pure speculation that has absolutely no foundation whatsoever, so don't run with it and be like, oh, news broken on Smart Moment, blah, 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 I'm an idiot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's kind of interesting that this happened after Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor are in NXT. I mean, Velveteen Dream's been there, but like Finn Balor came back and she dated both of them. Maybe there's some kind of, like, I don't want to hang around my ex type thing. But at the same time, you would think if, if that she, was the uh, case, she would just go like, to like SmackDown or Raw.
1: Yeah, like, go, to, go to Raw. That can't be the case. Because, like, one, I can't imagine that anybody's that squeamish about being around their ex, unless it was super toxic.
0: Yeah, and and if then, it was super toxic, you would think that there would be other issues we would have heard by now.
1: Yeah, we would have heard it. Uh, I feel like... It came down to, hey, we have a contract for you. She looked at the length and was like, now I'm going to go spread my wings for a bit. And and when she wants to come back, there will be a spot waiting for her in NXT.
0: So Vic Joseph, uh, he, like we said before, he's going to do some stuff for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you think that maybe this is one of the reasons why they switched up the whole Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton thing?
1: potentially I never rule out the fun fantasy of Vince just walked by Tom and Byron one day and he's like, good luck on SmackDown tonight. And, and like, What? We're, we don't do anything anymore. What? Uh, put them on roll right now.
0: He's like, send out the commentary team. Where's that uh, tall, thin white guy with the Brown hair? Like, you mean Michael Cole, Tom Phillips? Uh, Vic, Vic, Vic Joseph, uh Jody Quasto, like <laughs> yeah, get run Vic down, down a, the list. Vic
1: is a tall guy because I don't know what happened to yeah, Lawler.
0: Vic's tall as all hell, yeah.
1: But Lawler like shrunk
0: recently. <laughs> when Vic stands next to Lawler, Lawler looks like he's four <laughs> foot tall.
1: He looks like a cotton from a uh, from Hell <laughs> Yeah, I got no shins because. <laughs> I killed BD man. <laughs> uh,
0: there was something else about the commentary team that I was going to bring up, and I'm blanking on it already. I literally had it in my mind a couple Isn't seconds that before. Is so, it uh, sushi joke today? No, nah, that was a little bit like ooh. Um, but it was something else about one of the other teams. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't think that we talked about it on the takeover thing, but I really liked that on the pre-show that they gave the announcers, uh, the commentary team their um their entrances
1: yeah i enjoy that I
0: thought that was pretty cool i want them to I enjoy do that the for the
1: nxt takeover shows are called pre-shows and not kickoffs yeah and they're treated like pre-shows
0: yeah they're a pre-show and you run down the stuff what a pre-show would. so we're going to kick off the action with two hours of people talking also you're not doing a kickoff <laughs> there's no kickoff yeah I know the it, like it technically means that you're kicking off the stuff, but it's still just like yeah, one of those stupid nitpicks. It's a hospital, not a medical, medical facility.
1: Fa- no, uh, it's a uh, the wounds of war. Instead <laughs> of it, he's bleeding.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> crimson mask. Um, let's backtrack to another story that is pretty old at this point, which seems crazy because we do these once a week. The Bella Twins and Jushin Thunder Liger are rumored and if not potentially 100% clarified at this point to be going into the Hall of Fame class of 2020. Now, they haven't technically officially clarified this. There has been no formal announcement on WWE.com or anything like that, but everybody that can fact check stuff seems to be saying that that's the case. So, um,
1: so. Let's start with Liger, just because it's easier. Liger deserves to go in. He's a wrestling legend, the end.
0: I mean, he had that match with Tyler Breeze. (laughs) I mean,
1: at least he had that. Abdullah the Butcher's in there, and he's never worked for WWE ever.
0: Yeah, WWE doesn't want to bother making it just only the WWE thing. They do branch out elsewhere, and not just necessarily ECW and uh, WCW, but... They'll acknowledge, you know, N W A and A W A and AAA and some different other kind of things. So CMLL and uh A B C Y yeah. D, F G, you know. Yeah, the FBI, uh CIA S M D So Liger, yeah, he's uh, he, I mean, he re- did his retirement this year. He is somebody who's been well-respected for a long, long time and a legend that that I know virtually nothing about. I can't tell you, like, my favorite Jushin' the Thunder Liger match or anything, you but I know that, that I know that he's one of those guys. So to me, I'm not going to be like, you shouldn't. It's like, of course you should. You know. Let's
1: talk about the Bells.
0: They deserve to go in, too. 100%.
1: Not this year. Not
0: right now. I'm curious why they're going in now. That's the thing, because they don't really have like a. They're so intrinsically tied They've to Tampa. It. I
1: always said they lived there, but it was a. Uh, it's John that lives there. Not Nicole. No longer lives there. Um, and
0: like they did the whole like they lived in like Arizona and California and stuff like that too. Like they they never they were like. Now? No idea. I haven't seen Total Bellas.
1: Watch Total Bellas, don't I? think like, ever.
0: And I I haven't seen Total Divas in a bunch of years.
1: So unless Brian and Bree and Bertie live here and that's where Nikki is building her house with Artem.
0: Uh I mean they I don't can't. they don't do the whole like it has to be based off the location thing. Like they It might
1: just be easy. They're fucking here's why um, I don't want them going in this year. They're fucking pregnant. And yeah i cannot will not listen to a crowd of assholes going john cena's kid <laughs> john cena's kid i won't do it like it's wrong like let these let these people specifically nicole be happy i say specifically nicole is on like some crazy nikki bella stan but i know for a fact that it's gonna turn into a john cena thing and i don't want it
0: it is kind of funny to think that that might happen though <laughs> i have to admit <laughs> but the, like people didn't really boo like trish announced that she was pregnant people cheered and she said something about her sure, husband, and they booed her.
1: She's going to thank Artem, and they're going to go, see, no see, you I don't want that. I can't do
0: it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: Like, uh, no, like, have some respect. Like, uh, I let them go in in three years when people have mostly forgotten about it, and uh, their their children are form the words to say happy hall of fame mom yeah that'd be cool
0: it is kind of strange that they just pick now maybe they aren't necessarily in the the mind frame of like waiting maybe they just want to get people in while they can't but at the same time oh whoa, whoa, there's whoa, other whoa, people whoa. that they can get oh, in
1: oh, whoa, like whoa. that hey, too they could have red while he was alive
0: exactly yeah And like there's plenty of Even if you just keep it on the women There's plenty of women that are older than the Bella Twins That should go in and haven't yet Not not that they're like you know Ancient or anything but like Victoria isn't in there If you want to donate
1: to the Patreon And maybe Tony keeps the camera rolling I'll go on a long diatribe About uh, The Bella Twins are super over Right now and the Divas era Is super over right now and why I think That that's just not right But, you know, donate to the Patreon for that. Maybe we'll give that to you. (laughs) I think they deserve to go in. Nikki Bella is the most widely known women's professional wrestler in America. The hottest thing since Sable. You can't tell me otherwise that they don't deserve to go in. I just don't want the asshole fan base to sing John Cena's King
0: you heard it first here. That's the chant to do the (laughs) week. John Cena's kid. Uh, Hall of Fame talk is still kind of up in the air. The fact that like we didn't get the full on confirmation with that means that there's a chance that maybe that doesn't happen. And another thing that's going on with the Hall of Fame and look at this transition here is that there's potential that Davy boy Smith might go in. And there's more to that than just that. So just to lay out all the cards on the table, Here's the rumors that I'm seeing around the dirt sheets, which of course you got to take with a grain of salt. Davy Boy Smith might go into the Hall of Fame this year uh his wife <clears throat> excuse me uh had tweeted out if i'm uh if I'm remembering correctly, she had said something like, "I'm all for him going into the Hall of Fame." Well, there's
1: a perpetual I use that word a lot now. Sorry, sidetrack. There There's this, like, every year, you get Dave Way Smith petition going in the Hall of Fame. And Same everybody signed way. it. But, like, no, somebody actually shops around a petition every year and gets, like, Brett to do videos on it. And, of course, Harry, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, I think Bulldog should be in there. Oh, 100%. I think Owen should be in there. I know, like, 100%. but they're, they're, they're different animals, though. I understand why Owen's not going in.
0: Brett, yeah, a bulldog's a bulldog. and
1: <laughs> uh, Yes, and, uh, and a rocket is not an animal at all. There you
0: go, totally different.
1: Uh, but, Neither know, is a
0: nugget. Or, or I, I, He
1: doesn't have any other nicknames.
0: Damn. Uh, I was going to
1: say king. But, uh, king yeah. of hearts, yeah. Yeah, a king of hearts uh, is not an animal.
0: <laughs> but there's also this whole discussion that since Harry Smith popped up on the bump, that he may actually be in the process of returning to WWE, which also You're brings over, up over
1: overthinking that.
0: I'm not the only one that said it. That's the thing. And if this is true, and if the other things are true as well, it seems that MLW is interested in possibly at the very least accusing WWE and potentially going through a whole lawsuit of contract tampering because of that and because of other people over the years. So it's kinda of like maybe none of this is true. Maybe some of it's true. Maybe all so of it's. So I've true. had to
1: bite my tongue in terms of any speculation regarding this. But the reports did say that it's not in direct relation to Harry. But MLW did have Tim Thatcher and they had the one major appearance of Killer Cross. So those names stand out to me. Other than that, and MLW, I think a lot of their talent being rated was just business, right? I don't say rated though. Like their talent being looked at with, very much an AEW thing, like Cody admitted. Like, yeah, I learned that contract tampering was a thing because I was like, come on, Tony, come work, Shivani, come work for us. And I, there's one name that I can't confirm, but I'm speculating. I'd say Jacob Fatu. Have you ever l- watched Jacob Fatu in the ring? I don't think so. This motherfucker should be headlining mania. Like, Samoan, first of all, Samoans are just good at wrestling. Like, I don't know of a bad one.
0: Manu. Manu. <laughs> Sim Snuka.
1: <laughs> well, they're Islanders. That's different. They're not Samoans. But Manu, Manu aside, you know, Jacob Batu, great. Imagine, like, if Umaga and Roman Reigns merged, that's kind of Jacoba too, and he's got the grittiness of like Yoko. Hmm. Like this, this fucking dude is where it's at. And yeah, I'm sure WWE is looking at him because they they're looking at all the Anoa'i family,
0: you, you know. But if they do that and they get caught, obviously it's a big deal. If they're not necessarily doing that and they get accused of it, they still potentially look bad, but it ends up washing away at some point. So it's kind of... There needs to be something that... I guess like the shot needs to be fired for it to be a good enough story to be like, oh my god, this is actually going to be a big thing. Because instead, if it's just like, you guys are tampering, and they just go, no, we're not. And if they go, well stop it, but it doesn't well the really initial
1: report from PWI says that uh, they have a lot of evidence If should it need to come up they have a lot of evidence they've been tampering with the contracts
0: well, what do you think about the idea that Harry Smith might come back I fucking love Harry like you know I, but
1: I love MLW and you know that I I think it's the greatest promotion in the world but I, I, I love Harry Smith. I want, if he's gonna go, take Brian with you. Take Brian Pillman Jr. with you. Like, I, I want more hearts in WWE. I hate that Tyson can't wrestle. You know, I, I love that family. I want them in WWE. Listen. And hi, Callum. If I had my way, then I'll be in WWE <laughs> because I it would make it so much easier for me to have to only consume one product. Is that selfish? Yes. Is that bad for the workers? Yes. I'm not delusional. I'm just selfish. Um, I I just I would love to see Harry Smith go back. I spoke to him last year, and I was like, "So what are you doing? Do you want to go back to WWE? You think you'll ever do that?" And he's like. I like where I'm at. MLW lets me be me. He's doing the All Japan uh, Champions Carnival Tournament later on this year. Like That's going to be fun. I think he's one of the best in the world. I think Brian Pillman, you tap into that shit, that's going to be another one that's going to blow people's minds. And Jacob Fatu can win WrestleMania
0: today. <laughs> I I have not been following Harry Smith's career, so I don't know how much better he is, but... Marvin is very
1: disappointed in If he is...
0: If, he is uh, if he's even better than what he was before, then cool, bring him in. And I 100% want Davy Boy Smith in the Hall of Fame. That's just like, it has to happen at some point. So, do it now. Do whatever. Like, you know, to... Do it now and, and make sure that it happens. Why not? If that Yeah, please the case.
1: don't do it when, like, there's nobody... Notable around to yeah. At least induct him Because like Brett, Brett's still here like
0: The best case scenario is If they I mean they they didn't really do The whole induction thing the same Before but like I would think that The best case scenario you get out of this is Brett Hart does the Induction and uh, Harry Accepts it on his behalf like
1: And Natty says some words about her Uncle Davey and
0: TJ Probably smiles, you know, and-, <laughs> and goes. I wanted to be a cat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you saw that on the bump, right?
1: No, what?
0: The you fuck didn't are you see it. <laughs> so he pitched this idea. Uh, apparently, there he was going to be um, like a battle cat type thing, and he had this whole like. Uh, <laughs> weird kind of outfit and he was going to look like this like this weird combination of like some create a character with like the the mask and everything i forget how they they said that it was going to be it was like uh oh god i'm blanking on what it was but it was like a cat based thing and he had worked with ray mysterio on getting the outfit like uh all set up and they did like a photo shoot for it and all that like uh let me try to Are find your the, photos. Uh, let's see. Tyson Kidd cat outfit. Maybe I can. <laughs> You're gonna get some weird kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, I might end up coming across some weird stuff here. But like, um, uh, yeah, I I can't remember how he referred to it. Uh, maybe like uh gimmick on the bump, but like it was this weird a oh, TK one. Let me see if that maybe that yeah TK one. What was the context for this gimmick? That he was going to come back from his injury, and he was just going to be like, uh, like a cat guy kind of <laughs> like. <laughs> here, I'm going to send this to you on uh, on Skype, and you can take a look at this in this live reaction kind of thing. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> this is what they were talking about All on the
1: right. bump. <laughs> so, two frames of. Two mind frames here. Yeah, you can put him on a leash and have Natty just do the whole dominatrix thing she was going to do to begin with. <laughs> and the other frame of mind is fuck, that's cool. <laughs> like, like, that looks cool. Put Ricochet in that shit. Have him fly around. He could be Catman. Go great with the Robert Pattinson Batman. It'll be just fucking...
0: That's cool. Would he have to get changed to Ricochet?
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I like that. I mean, TK1 is a stupid name. hmm But, you know, he's a cat. Put him <laughs> on a leash. Let Maddie, You You can cover a really weird fetish market that is super over on the indies right now. Like... I dig that. Back
0: because in the day, he, that would have been over.
1: He would have been fucking million Not, bucks. Action figures, cartoons. Like That's if that if that cool. were
0: in like uh I don't know, in like the Mexican markets, like that'd be going over the gangbusters. If that were in nineteen uh nineteen ninety-one, probably great. But
1: 94?
0: In, Fantastic. In 2019? No. Yeah. I, I forget when he said that this was supposed to be. I don't remember if it was like 2016 or something like that, but like it still wouldn't have worked. And, I mean, he tried. So, I don't uh, know. Maybe maybe Harry Smith comes back and he gets in the cat costume. <laughs> uh, no, he, he's got to be a dog, Tony. Yeah, That's true, yeah. He'll be the bulldog and then Tyson King could be the cat. And then... They could do some kind of some kind of magic on that
1: we're getting, we're getting weird here.
0: <laughs> that already's been weird If you want us to get weirder donate to the patreon uh ah, fuck it we haven't played the plug the Patreon yet. It's Patreon's patreon as I mentioned before. this channel is not monetized on YouTube anymore, and it won't be at least until the middle of March because they're a bunch of jag offs and uh I don't know if it'll even be at that point so the only way to uh, help us out really outside of just like a direct PayPal donation or something like that is to uh, donate to the Patreon. And there's like five bucks is ad block forgiveness. 10 bucks gives you access to the dark cast, which I mentioned before we went ahead and we went through all the possible options we could think of and all the ones that you guys voted on, on the mega maniacs. And we determined the 32 men and women that are a part of the smart madness tournament that's coming up. So that's a dark cast listening to us talk for like two hours about that. And we got the pick your poison tier, which later on this week we're going to be uploading Well, we're going to be recording and then uploading the uh, NXT arrival commentary track. And even if you just got a buck helps out quite a bit. So keep that in mind if you got the spare change and if you don't, I totally understand, but something to put out there. Just a little reminder. Move on to another hot tag. Sasha Banks has a role in the upcoming new season, season two of The Mandalorian. I love this so much, and you already know I am a
1: huge Sasha Banks fan. I I love Disney Plus. I love Star Wars. I love Baby Yoda. Like this is the you can't miss here. I mean, they can they can miss because we've seen Star Wars do bad things. <laughs>
0: stormtrooper aim like, blast jedi
1: <laughs> but like this is so cool and i like seeing sasha get a chance to branch out especially if she's gonna be i don't know, knock on wood don't want to speak this into existence but if she's too injured to work she might as well
0: do other things as far as i know they haven't said what her role is yet here's what i'm thinking uh Spoilers for people who have not seen The Mandalorian. This isn't Fanboy's Anonymous. Nobody watches anything but wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Uh, The Mandalorian has plenty of opportunities for people to not only be alien characters, but they also have the opportunity for them to be Mandalorians and be inside of, you know, the Mandalorian helmet and everything like that. Right. But they do tend to tap a lot into bounty hunters. And with people like Gina Carano and um, Carl Weathers and everything, it was Carl Weathers, right? I'm not blanking on that. I believe so. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm <laughs> uh, going to do a
1: quick Google, just to be sure. Uh,
0: so they do have these like notable names. And uh, Ming-Na was the character that just, I don't even remember her character's name because she only popped up in one episode. But she was part of this whole bounty hunter side of things. I would assume more than likely because Sasha Banks is not only a beautiful girl, but she's also somebody who's a celebrity that she's going to play a character that's not covered up in any way. Like She wouldn't be like an alien where they got a lot of prosthetics. They wouldn't give her the Mandalorian helmet and her not take it off because they would want to market the idea of that she would be a part of an episode. That might not be the case. She might've just been like, had enough contacts and they, she auditioned and they were like, Hey, we'd be interested in putting you in here somewhere. She could play it like a Twi'lek or something for all I know. If you don't know what the Twi'lek is, it's like the, the ones with those, um, those big, like tendril kind of things sticking out of their heads or like kind of like antlers, but they fall down. Well, uh, she could do lots of different things like that, but I can't see her playing like the one that's, uh, forging all the metal. The Mandalorian that's doing that. Like, that's not going to be like Sasha takes that kind of a role.
1: I don't see her in a like helmet, but I do see her potentially being an alien with prosthetics. But you can still tell it's Sasha,
0: but it's like. They do some kind enough. of half ass thing where they give her like um, a, l- a couple little dots on her forehead or something. Yeah. And like, they give her blue skin. Yeah. I have to do that stuff. That can be kind of fun, too. But, you know, until I see it, cool. She could do terrible, but she could do great. And sometimes when they've had these crossover things and the big show's been on an episode of blah, 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 or, you know, whatever, sometimes it ends up working out really well, and sometimes it is atrocious. Like, uh, one of the ones that I remember not liking (laughs) was when I used to watch Smallville, and they had introduced uh, Batista and I think it was Ashley Massaro in one episode. Ugh. And it was just not good. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that they were not in their habitat. They were not uh, catching on. The characters were stupid. It was more of just sort of like, no, you're here for this reason. You're a name, like that kind of thing. So I hope it's not that way. I hope it's actually like she does a good job and it's a cool part. I highly doubt excited. she's got some kind of like, you know, hardcore acting going to have this death scene. That's like, people are going, wow, this is crazy. Cause Sasha Banks isn't a really great actress. Well, we
1: don't know that we've only seen her in a wrestling context. Yeah. But every time she cuts a promo, she does that laughing thing. But maybe that's like a, I'm so in love with wrestling that I do that for wrestling. Like maybe she just picks, you know, acting like a job and it's like going to be, oh, man, she's actually really good at this. I don't want that because I don't want to lose Sasha. But, like, yeah,
0: mm. go Disney. Uh, What are we talking about here? We got this, we got that, we checked that off, we checked that off. Hopefully you guys are checking things off and leaving your comments. Let's talk about some rumors of WrestleMania 36 matches that may or may not happen. Some of them seem like they're a little bit more guaranteed at this point, and some of them seem like they can't possibly do that, yet they still could one of them that seems like it's kind of up there is Undertaker versus AJ Styles. And we had heard some very minor stuff before that it might be Undertaker versus Sting, yet that doesn't seem to be the case. And now on Monday Night Raw, they did something where they started alluding to the idea that AJ Styles is the new Mr. WrestleMania. And we'll talk about Monday Night Raw. We'll we'll do our breakdown. But I think that that's 100% setting up the Undertaker thing. So now I buy into it 100% now.
1: Uh, I like this because WrestleZone broke the news. And I'll be honest, I work there. I was still totally skeptical when they had a source telling them Edge is a lock for the Royal Rumble. However, since that did occur, I'm totally buying into the idea that uh, it's AJ versus Undertaker, especially because Meltzer picked it up right away. Um, Yeah, like, I feel like this will happen.
0: Is that something that you think is going to end up being worth the wait and kind of like it's it's going to live up to its expectations?
1: If, If Undertaker is going to have a good match in 2020, it's going to be with somebody like any of
0: Yeah, it's kind of the best case scenario with a lot of other things. I don't feel as happy about the idea that John Cena might fight Elias.
1: That is not happening, not in a million years.
0: Then again, that ended up happening two different times. I, I cannot buy that. It was the last two years, right? that john cena had that whole thing with elias um
1: you know it's not two years oh my god it was it's been two years because he did the taker thing and that fed off of elias
0: oh god no oh i don't like that yeah so it's like how did they think that that was going to be like like, last year, that was their idea. It was like, well, we'll do the Elias thing and stuff. And it's like, they might just really want to do that. We've seen before. I mean, I keep saying that. I still think that Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus is going to potentially happen. Listen, I don't want to hear that shit. Cain like, <laughs> Velasquez Stop. is going to fight Tito Ortiz because he's in the performance center. <laughs> you know, I, I think you like these things, these negative things. <laughs> but... If they go with Cena and Elias, I think it's a major mistake, not just because they did these things before and not just because there's bigger things out there, but they're both baby faces. Like, why ruin Elias at that point? He's not going to get the type of reaction that you're hoping for. If you turn him heel, you're just going back and forth over and over because you don't know what to do with him. Like, you can do. Let's be honest. If you got John Cena to have their WrestleMania, if you put a poll out there, as good as Elias is and as fun as Elias is, he's not going to be even the top 15 people that people would choose. People will go, let's get John Cena Goldberg. Let's get John Cena versus, uh, like, I mean, if you can bring back some other people, bring people up from NXT, play around with that kind of thing. Like, Give me John Cena versus Velveteen Dream. Give me John Cena versus Johnny Gargano. Give me John Cena versus Tawasa Ciampa. Give me John Cena versus so many people before Elias. Yep. I would even buy into the idea more of John Cena versus King Corbin, but that's still a match that, even though I am a King Corbin apologist, I don't want John Cena versus King Corbin.
1: But. Yeah, like that Elias match is not happening.
0: I don't I'm care really if it is that
1: said it. Just... I said, "Hold on, yeah. drop
0: my phone, my phone." <laughs> it sounds like Rob's falling down some steps. <laughs> I had dropped my phone and I had to <laughs> bend
1: over and get my phone.
0: Thum thumb, thum thumb, thump, thump. Um, I
1: had said so this on the WrestleZone Daily. This came across like Dave Meltzer isn't watching the current product. If he's just like, oh, they're going to do Elias. Because Elias is clearly a baby face. And not only that, he's almost our R-Truth level. Like, hey, I'm just here to have a good time. Thank you all for coming out. Do wants to walk with Elias. At
0: Maybe. that point, then you would need to bring in R-Truth because, you know, John Cena is his childhood hero, so...
1: Well, isn't he yours?
0: My, you don't uh, see like everybody's?
1: Yeah, he's everybody's traveling
0: here. I don't know. He's no Green Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other rumored uh, matches? The idea that Goldberg can end up facing somebody, it seems like that's kind of died down a little bit, right?
1: Um, No, WrestleVotes reported it, completely contradictory to this John Cena thing with Elias WrestleVotes said you can take Goldberg, Wyatt, Reigns and Cena and mix and match the four of them and that's what they're thinking about right right now for Wrestlemania
0: if you had to pick between those four (coughs) and you had to make two matches out of it instead of saying something like well I just don't want to do it and whatever what would you prefer
1: Roman Reigns Goldberg, universal title. John, uh, no, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns, Goldberg, no title. John Cena takes the universal title from real life.
0: I think I'd go... Funny enough, I think I'd maybe go John Cena, Goldberg, universal title. And Roman Reigns... Nah, you know, nah. I'm getting ahead of myself here because I don't want Goldberg to win the title again right before WrestleMania and drop it again. Uh, I I go with the thing that I think would be more likely: it's Roman Reigns beats Bray Wyatt for the Universal Title. John Cena fights Goldberg separately, but I want John Cena to have that 17th reign, and I want him to win the Universal Title because I think that he would like it. Just fits him. Yeah, that blue title looks like it would go you're, well.
1: You're liking the blue strap.
0: I don't like the blue strap actually. I just think that it would fit John Cena. Funny enough, I, when they introduced that blue strap, I went, you know what? The red one looks better. <laughs> and then I'm like, I kind of miss the I red one. I like the
1: blue a little bit better.
0: I would still rather prefer that they just use the black strap and they just make the the swoosh blue. That's too subtle. Uh, subtlety's good sometimes.
1: But I, I think that... You have to really let the fans know what brand it is, and they won't know if it's such a subtle difference. It's got to be intense.
0: Well, as long as nobody's winning that stupid Bray Wyatt belt carrying that around beyond that point.
1: I've learned, I, almost said, I almost said a stupid thing. I was like, Hey, John Cena never got a custom belt. <laughs> yeah. He did, I forgot, because they used it as the real one for the next 10 years.
0: Which, you know, is funny. It ties into one of the other hot tags here, which is the premiere of Episode 1 and 2 of WWE Ruthless Aggression. And uh, before talking about the the whole thing in general, they quickly address that title and about how nobody really liked it. (laughs) And I believe it was Big Show that said it. They said something like thirty pounds of garbage or something it was like heavy. that.
1: And that I know. I know that people are like, this thing is heavy.
0: Never liked that belt. Why let's did talk they keep about it that? around for fucking Hold on, no it sold a, it sold a whole bunch of <laughs> merchandise, that's why. They even admitted on the thing. They said, like, yeah, it it was ugly and nobody liked it, but it sold a lot of toys.
1: So why didn't they just create a classier version of that? And don't tell me that's what they have now. Because what they have now is still pretty weird.
0: I really like the current championship. I I don't. It's not the winged eagle, but it's my number two. Really?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Over everything
0: see i think the the
1: undisputed design
0: is very underrated. I don't like flowery designs so like the way that they have that with like the the little like i'm forgetting the name the grommets on it on like the yeah. little top right left and all that like I don't like that and but that's I'm one of the reasons the why I don't like the um the big gold belt is like that that flowery kind of background stuff that they've got
1: well, I think it was so appropriate for, you know, Flair in 1985, and then it just became a belt that became synonymous with wrestling. What do you think about the Rock's belt? Like that,
0: the Brahma Bull one?
1: No, like the Attitude Era WWE
0: uh, like that round, yeah, kind of thing. Eh, it's okay, but it's like. I don't you would know, think number that, that would be four. the belt that
1: gets all the love because it's the fucking Attitude Era belt and
0: nobody
1: ever says that one was really nice.
0: Nah, Winged Eagle all the way.
1: I don't like that name because eagles have wings. It's good I know, it's have. pretty
0: stupid. It's, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> Not um, the, the d winged eagle or something.
1: But that is probably the most beautiful title. I, w- I would say for me personally, my second would would be the Undisputed title. My third would be that Attitude title. Fourth would be the uh, current title. And then I, I hated The Spinner.
0: Well, you didn't get a chance to see the Breathless Aggression. I did sure right. I've been I've been working. And I'm sad about it, because I'm such a mark for that era. I see that some people aren't liking it. I... I dig it a lot. I think that they're going not like so super in depth that this is going to take forever to get anywhere. But like the first episode is about the invasion and how much of a failure that was and how much they needed to. I mean, the the title of the episode is called it's time to shake things up. So it's setting the groundwork for the idea that, well, we needed to do something different. We needed to kick off another era and Ruthless Aggression became the thing who was going to be that person. And then episode two is called Enter John Cena, and it revolves entirely around John Cena being the guy that picked up the ball, stumbling along the way, coming across his rapper gimmick, and then getting shot up to the moon to the point where then people started hating him, and then their idea of like how they came across that Friggin' catchphrase that they absolutely love to say doesn't matter if you're booing or cheering as long as you're making noise and whatever they don't clarify the fact that that's become like a crutch for them but they do address the idea it's that become,
1: they i've noticed this with wrestlers it's become like like the term sports entertainment mm-hmm. where they've said it enough that now people believe in triple uh triple h kevin Owens is on after the bell and was like I just wanted the Cena reaction to where, like, I want to be polarizing. I'm like, really? Do you? You want to be polarizing?
0: It's just like uh, they hammered it in to the point where people think that that's the truth behind it. Yet everybody, really, if you pay attention to it, everybody knows that they would have rather preferred John Cena get cheered. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you think in 2008... Or whatever that they wanted John Cena to get let's go Cena Cena sucks. No, they wanted Let's Go Cena. And they'll lie and they'll say that they wanted that polarizing reaction. It's no, like um, they, they wanted it McMahon, to be the whole arena cheering for him. It's like when Stephanie McMahon does the whole
1: thank you to our audience for using your voice, inserting a hashtag give chance. You fucking didn't want that. You you stumbled
0: into a gold mine. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's so crazy.
0: But I like this a lot. I am very excited to see how the rest of this plays out, especially because I didn't watch The Ruthless Aggression Era. Like, I stopped watching, and we talked about this before, I stopped watching around 2000, and I picked it back up around 2006. So I missed out on the bulk of that. And now I'm, you know, filling in a little bit of the gaps here and there over these past bunch of years. And obviously I've seen, like, some pay-per-views, and I've... Seen plenty of documentaries about things and stuff like that. But, like, to me, that's still kind of a question mark type of time frame. So, when they bring up the idea that, like, they go back and they show you, like, footage from OVW and it's John Cena saying that he's watching tapes of uh Lou Fez, it's like, it's kind of cool to see that they had that taped and to see what the prototype was like and, you know. So, I dig it. I definitely say if you have not checked it out yet, check it out. Gets my, my see it approval for anybody that hasn't seen so, it. So, I'll provide
1: some insight without even having seen it on why people aren't liking it. The Ruthless Aggression Era, it's not like the attitude the era, right? It was this pivotal shaking up moment. And you can point to exact starting points and these exact paradigm shifting, industry shifting turning points. Same thing with rock and wrestling era. You can do, you literally go, Hogan beats Iron Sheik. We're off to the races. WrestleMania in a year. Rock and wrestling era. You, They they literally had a campaign of WWF, the new generation, with the Ruthless Aggression Era. It happened to be something Vince said. And maybe it was their intent to start a new era, but if you really look at it, a lot of it bleeds so perfectly from the attitude stuff. There's a lot that they can't talk about because you do, apparently they don't want to get into the fact that they got sued by the World Wildlife Fund, and that's why they brought the name.
0: Yeah, they do kind of uh, recontextualize that as being like, well, we needed to shake things up and w- get the F out. That'll change us around. And
1: I think the quote was, it'll, it allowed us to still have attitude, but also show that we were in a new era. Um, they can't talk about Benoit,
0: did you see that uh there's the thing i like, i don't know if this is a brand new thing or what but i recently just came across it the, yesterday the day before where uh kevin owens was talking to somebody and he was like yeah i remember when i saw that randy orton beat chris benoit for oops i didn't shouldn't have said that i remember when randy orton uh won the title for <laughs> like that kind of thing and
1: was he like talking to a uh, WWE people
0: it, like I don't know it was some kind of like an interview or something like that but it, like, after he oh, said like shit. the Chris Benoit name they was just like uh oh and then he said like the same line but like repeating that so if he like okay like maybe you should cut that out kind of a thing like and just use this version of that sentence like that kind of thing I thought it was pretty funny
1: but like they can't talk about that tragedy they unlike the Attitude Era where they could praise the fact that they had Sable and Sunny and the Nitro Girls on the competing channels. You can't really talk about the women of the Ruthless Aggression Era. Because what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, we had Vince make out with every one of our divas. Candace Michelle, Oh, he felt her up and she was screaming like she, like like, you can't do that shit. So they're a non-factor. So it then becomes this thing of, like all right, we're going to do a little suggestion era where we'll cover the draft, uh, Brock, Cena, Batista, and we'll cover uh the invasion stuff. So it's a hard era to cover, is what I'm trying to say. And I think people feel like, well, they're not being totally truthful, because they're not bringing up you know, the lawsuit and the Benoit stuff, but they can't.
0: I liked it. That's two episodes deep. I enjoyed both of them, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest. So, Oh, yeah,
1: I'm going to love watching them. I, that was my era. Like, I am 26. That was the era that I really was watching, and in my formative years, that's why I'm such an edge guy and such a Cena guy. You know, the Ruthless Aggression era was fun. It's so scary to me that people are getting very nostalgic for it because it makes
0: <laughs> you feel old. I will say, though, despite the fact that I think that you should check out Ruthless Aggression episode one and two, I don't think that people need to watch WWE the day of Royal Rumble 2020. Some of these have been really good. Some of them have been kind of bland. This one's more on the bland side. And really, the only thing that stood out to me that I thought was really interesting was just... Pretty much any time that they showed Edge. And uh, I've seen it enough uh, days ago now that I'm, I'm blanking on some of the specifics behind it. But like, I remember there was a shot where Shane McMahon goes up to Edge to like, you know, embrace him and everything like that. And they're kind of joking around with the idea like, oh, you have to have your guard up now because now you're back in the ring and like that whole kind of thing. And like moments like that, cool moments of kind of seeing the same sort of stuff that we've seen plenty of times already before now over the past couple of weeks I mean I've seen the footage of Keith Lee saying that this was big three times already I didn't need to see it a fourth time
1: yeah I saw the footage of
0: Kelly Kelly going oh my god they called me five days before the rumble yeah so it's like that's kind of one of the downsides if they wouldn't have released those videos on YouTube and stuff then it would have been better But they're kind of like chopping it to pieces to then showing you the full thing. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they just say, "Well, you know, the Tegan Knox documentary is going to be on." I'd be like, "All right, well, you put it up already, so (laughs) I don't need to watch that." Like I say, skip the day of. Watch the ruthless aggression ones. Next. Uh, the last hot tag for us to talk about is going to be our review of tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw, but before we get into that, let me toss out another couple of quick plugs, one of them being the fact that we've got the Public and Redbubble shops on the merchandise side of things, so if you want to pick up a t-shirt, or you want to pick up any of the other kind of topics, uh, topics, any other kind of... Uh, Tony, do you need to go shopping on a hot topic? I might. I might need a hot pocket, too. I'm a little hungry. Um You know, you want to pick up any of that kind of stuff, then head on over to those things because there's everything from uh, phone cases and clocks and uh, skirts and all sorts of things. I bought a pillow recently and that ended up working out really well. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, And if you
1: are hungry and, you know, want to pick something up,
0: should go to the Olive Garden and get the Neverending Pastas. Because <laughs> when you're in the Olive Garden, your family. Check out your apartments on Zillow. It's a shame that we don't get uh plugs on this uh not plugs uh sponsored things. I'm tired. It's, and while while you're at it's it, it's been a day.
1: Your, <laughs> go to Fanboys
0: Anonymous and listen to Tony's <laughs>
1: review of uh Sonic
0: the Hedgehog, and maybe you'll understand that. Yeah, that's a bit that you don't quite get if you're just going. Wait, are they that tired that he's bringing up Zillow? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Head over to com. Show us some love for that. If you do want us to do more stuff like that, then head up to Patreon because that way you will hit up the Pick Your Poison tier and we'll, we'll do that stuff. Like uh, coming up, I don't know when. I think it's today, actually, at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's the world's finest, the Batman and Superman movie. We did the commentary track for that. So stay tuned and, for that if you want to check that out. Tony, I, I think we're getting to the point where we shouldn't, we should just like not.
1: Ever get off the microphone, like, because I'll be seeing you. We'll be recording arrival and
0: in a little over, yeah, a little over ten hours, and then uh after that, it'll be like, all right, well, then when do we do the Hall of Lame? (laughs) Because it's another thing we're doing. So
1: we should just never. We're we're stuck to each other. This is it.
0: I should just have Skype open and Audacity open and my microphone sitting next to me, and yeah,
1: might save you some time.
0: If you want us to do that, donate to the Patreon. Uh yeah, those are the rest of those plugs that I got out of the way now. So I'll let's get my talk plugs about... out of the way follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Felice. Check out
1: Russell check out Fightful, and uh check out Callum Wiggins on Wigmeister at Wigmeister fourteen.
0: He's on Wigmeister fourteen.
1: Hey, <laughs> he's also on Wigmeister fourteen.
0: <laughs> those new fangled and Wigmeister things. Kids these days with their social medias and their music. But they're hitting and
1: they're hopping.
0: They're ticking and they're talking. I <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what the jazz is all about. Uh, let's talk about Raw. Raw started off with Randy Orton in the ring. He uh, eventually was... Uh, he was dressing the whole idea that he was supposed to face Matt Hardy in a no-holds-barred match. Matt Hardy came out. He's got a neck brace on. And he says that Randy Orton is not going to be the one that dictates the end of his career. Matt Hardy will not die. All the other kind of stuff that's like that. I got grit. I'm here to fight. Orton's like, they're not. And uh, Orton says he respected everything that Matt Hardy's done. He respected Edge. He loved Edge as a brother and he's sorry. And he walks away. So the next segment, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) He turns around and Hardy goes to swing the steel chair, misses an Orton. Proceeds to fuck them all up. He hits him with an RKO, wails on him with the chair, teases the whole concerto thing, goes away, does this whole thing, but decides ah, I want to do it anyway.
1: He's that is getting really over with me. Hey, that whole all right, I'm leaving. No, I'm out, I'm coming, right, and I'm gonna fucking <laughs> kill you. I'm gonna kill you.
0: <laughs> and he gives them what uh, Steve Mitchell, shout out to him, dubbed a concerto. Nice. Like I really like that a lot. Where he's got uh, Hardy's head on the steel steps, and he smashes it with the chair, and then he leaves, and he comes and back, he comes and he does back. it again because <laughs> <laughs> he answers her chanting one more time, and it's like you know what? Yeah, why not? Uh, and he says, "I'm sorry."
1: So, so that's my okay, first you know. For this segment, why did you announce a match? <clears throat> Nobody wanted a match. Everybody was like, you know, that segment last week was real good. Matt Hardy, shine in that segment. Put Randy, over, put Randy Orton over like a million bucks. Then over the weekend, they're like, no holds barred. And Matt Hardy cuts this YouTube promo where he's like, Oh yeah, and I'm coming to fight. And, and you know, nobody can kill me. Not Randy, not Vince, not Tony Khan, not Paul Heyman, Bruce Prichard. He's doing all this shit. Only for them to start Raw by going, and Matt Hardy cannot compete. What? <laughs>
0: that what's that, what's that whole thing of the uh, the Vince doesn't want to promote a match that he's not going to deliver on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's like, all right, you, you wanted to beat down Segment more than you wanted a match, so I don't think anybody's really going to You compete. could
1: have just done that in any other way. Like,
0: It just seems weird. I was fine with it it does not really fix anything more than what it already did it just gives him an extra week like he beat the crap out of hardy and he put him out if he wouldn't have come back it's the same thing you're just you repeating it same as Terminator: dark fate and the new star wars movies you're just going back to do the same story again so you didn't need it yeah you didn't need it but the difference between that I didn't like Dark Fate, and I didn't like these new Star Wars movies, but I like Randy Orton doing his thing.
1: (laughs) I love Randy Orton
0: right now. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best ones. And for that matter, if and when uh, Drew McIntyre beats Brock Lesnar for the championship, you got a built-up main event feud right there. Randy Orton versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Hook it to my veins. (laughs) Then we had Aleister Black. He beat Eric Rowan by pinfall. Took What's two black masses. Uh, you... Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Damn, Gwyneth is a biter. <laughs> That's where they get goop from. <laughs> uh, <What? laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think that they still don't even know, <laughs> and I'm still gonna be really disappointed if they end up just being like, "It's a rat." <sighs> you think they just drop it? Like,
1: yeah, wouldn't shock care. me at
0: all would not shock me if they drop it at some point They just have him like not carry it out and they just don't address it because they're just like well we didn't figure it out that whole idea of like let's do this and we'll sort it out later and then later comes and they go god damn it past me why didn't you do your job I know future me will worry about how to fix this issue I'll just say it's swept under the rug I think that's what they're going to end up doing but I like the idea that Alistair Black beat Rowan here and that it took two black masses to do it Kind of makes Rowan look like he's tough, but he still loses. So, yay yeah, on both fronts. I agree with that. Charlotte Flair came out after that. She addressed the whole Rhea Ripley situation, and her the, the summary of what she was saying was the current class of NXT is not giving enough credit to Charlotte and her class because they're the ones that laid the foundation, and this group is reaping all the benefits. And they need to show a little bit more respect. They've got far too much entitlement. And Rhea Ripley, you bastard, why did you take the title that I put on the map and step in my ring on my show and act like you're a tough guy? Well, everyone's the next big thing until they're not. Here's the middle finger. You're going to get yours at WrestleMania.
1: I liked it. Like it? Didn't need the rumble. Yeah. The end. Cause everything that you listen to what you just said, listen to how she phrases it. You don't need the rumble for that.
0: True. She could have very easily just said, Hey, you lost the Roy Rumble and all that kind of stuff. Well uh, you know, do you wanna fight me? Like that kind of thing. Like they could have done that, but I feel like it's even gonna be more so the case where we're gonna look back and we're gonna feel that way once the whole thing with the SmackDown women's title goes down. Because I really yep. feel like they can't possibly deliver something that's gonna seem good.
1: And and you also you had you had Bailey. I mean you had uh, Becky and Shayna. And all you needed was Shayna now holds the record. That's all she would have only needed the one. Uh she would only need to eliminate Charlotte to get the record. Shayna now holds the record, Shayna and Becky WrestleMania. And then you could do the chamber for Bailey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not fully mad at it. I just think, waste of a rumble.
0: Well, they did address the Shayna and Becky thing. This is skipping ahead a little bit, but who cares? Um, Becky put a bunch of money in the ring. She said, this is all going to be for fines that I'm going to have to pay, because when I find Shayna Baszler, I'm going to rip her apart. And uh, Shayna pops up on the Titan Tron, and she explains that since the Elimination Chamber is in a cage, and she... Has her MMA background that this is all Laid out for her to end up winning And once she does that then she's gonna obviously Win at Wrestlemania And I like the little touch that she said I didn't even plan to do what I did to you last week So imagine what I do have planned I'm gonna tear the living shit out of you
1: she did say shit
0: Like yeah, oh. she said shit yeah. But I thought uh, the same hey, thing I was just sort of like uh, S word <laughs> You know Chuck Taylor's pissed
1: Here's Here's the thing
0: if uh, you said do the thing,
1: said I, the the thing. thing. <laughs> say the line. <laughs> uh I think Shannon Baszler should either come in at number one, rip through five other women's body, just fucking like legit just tear right through. Except for Oscar, who she can fight a little bit. Or come out number six. You don't want to overexpose her and have her rip through all five women. Do not do a thing, which they will do because they can't help it, where, oh, Ruby Riot eliminated Liv Morgan and uh, Shayna's not even in the ring yet. No, Shayna needs to make every last one of them tap out.
0: I think you can balance it. I think you can do Morgan because I want to start things off Morgan and Logan and then Riot comes in at number three or like cheats the first like entrant entrant kind of thing so that way you have the three of them in the ring together and they can have their stare down they can have their moment and then maybe Morgan pins Logan and then you can start bringing in the other ones and I kind of I kind of lean more towards the idea that as long as Shayna beats Natalia and Asuka I think she'll be okay I mean she'll be okay no matter what Because that's like the match that's going to happen But like If say Morgan beat Logan Riot beat Morgan And Natty beat Riot You'd still get Asuka and Natty That can lose to Baszler And she still looks pretty good that way Like she doesn't have to beat everybody I don't think But if she does beat everybody, then she looks all that much better. So then I'd be cool with it.
1: This match also displays how
0: fundamentally flawed Raw's women's division is right now. Mm -hmm. There's such a big disparity. Like, nobody's going to go into this and think that Sarah Logan's got a shot.
1: And, like, SmackDown's women's division, you can say that there's nobody there. But at least, like... They're not the Riot Squad and Asuka and Natty and the one who's going to kill her,
0: I still don't yeah. know what they're doing at that whole SmackDown thing, though. But again, another story for another day. We did get also Liv Morgan telling Charlie Caruso that basically, hey, Ruby Riot, she... Shot all over our friendship and that would have broken me In the past but now I'm gonna fuck her up I, I didn't really like it
1: They're telling the story of Liv Morgan's Comfortable in her own skin I like it Should have done this and not Lana
0: but It's yeah. kind of weird that uh, the only person that they do This comfortable in my own skin with is somebody Who's just generally attractive And could fit in at Any era in WWE and guess what? <laughs> She's comfortable with that. I'm comfortable being a good looking uh young blonde pretty girl. Like, yeah, okay, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, you know.
1: And if you want to be more comfortable, you should look at nice comfy apartments and like
0: that <laughs> <laughs> Get some chili dogs. Uh twenty four seven titles on the line in a triple threat match. Riddick Moss retained over both R Truth and Mojo Rawley. He
1: offered Got jumped by or tried to get jumped by our troop at the Funko headquarters. That didn't work out
0: so well. Does also sound so fun? Co. Pop. Drew <laughs> <laughs> McIntyre had his whole promo segment. Uh he's still eating up the whole idea of pointing at the WrestleMania sign, which is pretty fun. Paul Heyman comes out, says that Brock Lesnar's not there. They kind of go back and forth a little bit about some stuff that I really thought was just kind of stupid. I didn't really dig that all that much. And then MVP gets brought out. Remember that whole idea that MVP Uh, wasn't going to wrestle anymore? I
1: immediately... MVP is like a bad YouTuber who's like, guys, I'm leaving, for real, not clickbait, serious. LOL, just kidding, here
0: I I am. (laughs) Hey, wrestles for a couple minutes, Uh, he loses. Drew McIntyre beats him by pen and fall. Uh, There was a good little spot, though, that I thought was kind of fun where MVP was saying, you know, you cheap shotted me and whatever, and when I hit you, you're going to see it coming. And he cheap shots him. like, okay. I like that. Still weird to me, though, like, a couple months ago, even just go back to, like, December. Not a clue. I was like, if you would have told me, okay, well, what we're doing is Drew McIntyre is winning the Royal Rumble as a babyface, and then he's going to feud with MVP. I'll be like, what?
1: What what happened there?
0: What happened to this idea of like, uh you know, like Kevin Owens doing something or like, you know, uh, I don't know, but I'm still kind of digging it. So as much Shit as the Paul fast. Heyman stuff is not really all that stuff that I'm loving. And it also, by the way, they are just not trying at all to make it seem like Ricochet's got a shot. Hmm. Like, Paul Heyman is going out there talking to Drew McIntyre about how yeah who cares about Ricochet anyway when you guys fight at Wrestlemania that kind of thing and it's like oh that sucks for Ricochet but maybe it's a red herring maybe Ricochet wins tell you what I'd be so shocked if that were to happen that I don't know if I would be up for it or against it
1: because I've often said this they do not utilize Brock Lesnar on TV enough because Ricochet could beat him in Saudi, right? And then Rock can eat him on Raw. And no more Ricochet. You had a, you had a cool six-day title reign. Get out of here.
0: Uh, we talked about the Becky thing. Uh, we had our tag team match. Angel Garza and Bobby Lashley beat Umberto Carrillo and Rusev.
1: All right. I like Andrade. I think Andrade is very charismatic. Angel Garza and Zelina Vega are just off the chain in terms of charisma and looks, and those two are money.
0: Am I wrong? No, I dig them being a pair. Yeah. I still think that uh, Andrade needs her more, but... I'm liking it. I I still think before that we talked about, like I, if they would have put Carrillo in that mix, then maybe I would like Carrillo better.
1: They're doing a thing over on the NXT house shows of, uh, Raul Mendoza and Jorge Bali, the former, uh, King Corno of Lucha Underground. Good looking pair. Put them in the tag team. You got, uh, Andrade, Garza, and that tag team, and Zelina as your mouthpiece slash woman's wrestler and that's money and i'm not just you know we're not just grouping them together by ethnicity they look they all look good like it's a good looking group
0: (laughs) we then followed that up with uh kairi sane beating natalia by count out i'm curious what this was all revolving around because I kind of figured, I already had it written up as soon as they were coming out there for announcements. Uh, I was like, alright, Natalia beats Kyrie Sane by submission. That way they can have a little thing between Natalia and Asuka. And a count-out victory for Kyrie Sane. I'm like, "That alright, didn't see that coming. Natty and Beth against the Kabukis? Any? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, that could that could very well happen. That wouldn't be bad. You know what? I think you might be onto something there.
1: Edge wrestling. Maybe Beth wants to continue doing it.
0: Beth has wrestled a couple times. She wrestled. She wrestled with Rumble. Yeah, you know that could be a thing. And you know, it wouldn't shock me if they were the ones that beat them. I'd take it. Hmm. I might have to add that into my uh, mania predictions. I'm kind of digging that. We follow that up with uh, Seth Rollins with his sermon, which is an elongated promo that really nothing gets said and the Viking Raiders' attack and Kevin Owens gets him a stunner.
1: Well, I'm officially at the point where I no longer want to see any form of Seth Rollins and his crew versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Viking Raiders.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I want to get to whatever the end game is here. But I'm beginning to wonder if the end game is almost like Punk Mysterio a few years ago where it's like, you either, if I beat you at WrestleMania, you join me. And if you beat me, I'll shave my head.
0: Like all they're doing is the same thing, but some kind of a gimmick added to it. what
1: haven't they done yet? They've been doing this shit since the Night Out to Survivor Series, Tony. What haven't they done yet? That's true. Rollins versus They're being very meticulous for a company that does dead rematch rematch rematch. They have not done Rollins against Owens on TV. And I think that that's fucking crazy.
0: Uh the OC came out, they did the whole thing with uh, styles and they're talking about how he's the, the new Mr. WrestleMania. Seems like I'm not the only one that cannot see this uh, two-wake gauntlet match. Everybody else seems to want to call it the Kuwaiti Cup or something, too. Listen, if Ahmed
1: Johnson comes back at Saudi Arabia, I'm down for it.
0: Well, then Ricochet comes out, and he challenges Styles to a match but Carl Anderson takes the challenge instead and Ricochet beating Carl Anderson. Is that really going to make you think that he's got a shot against Brock Lesnar? I think that they really underwhelmed when it comes to that. At this point,
1: I feel like our predictions next week should be not what are these two going to do, but how long will the match be between Brock
0: Lesnar and Ricochet?
1: I'm saying if we get to five minutes, we're lucky.
0: I'll say six minutes. <laughs> um we talk about everything else? No, okay, yeah. So everything uh leads to the main event, which they had not announced ahead of time. They waited until like the last hour to say six man tag, we're doing the same thing we've done before. It's Owens and the Viking Raiders against Murphy and AOP. And Owens and Viking Raiders win by DQ because Rollins gets interference and the Street Profits come out to the rescue which you know what that means Kevin Owens and the Street Profits against Murphy and AOP <laughs> coming up no because they
1: announced what did they announce for Super Showdown I
0: didn't think that they had announced anything extra
1: they did they announced Rollins and Murphy against the Street Profits the belts they did they announced it. yep
0: I didn't even catch what I did that. So there's something there. Maybe uh, the, I guess at that point, then... Maybe right, that's yeah.
1: how you get the belts off of Rollins and Murphy and the Street Profits. Just get when I It would be fucking lame. Only because Saudi's not gonna party. You know, like... They can't run out there with the red cops <laughs> and be like, yeah! Let's get fucking drunk!
0: It's Dude. now Party Arabia! <laughs> 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 We want the smoke, and I don't mean from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't know they did that. So that goes to show how little, like, that they really went. Like, this is happening. This is a thing, and whatever for me to not even have noticed. But this episode of Raw, not really all that. Uh, There were some good moments, but for the most part, I think it was it was a little bit of a waste. This is the weakest episode in weeks
1: and can't say that's great.
0: So those are the hot tags I got. Anything else we're uh, missing out
1: on? Um, well, we touched on Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz is reportedly training at the performance center. That is what it is. There's
0: not too much we can say there. Um, ah, I think we're good, man. Huh. Well, if we forgot anything, drop it in the comments below and then we'll try to chime in. And the next time that you guys are going to be hearing from us is going to be that fan ounce table of the commentary track for NXT arrival. And then later on this week, we're hopefully going to do the Hall of Lame episode one, which we might have multiple topics. We might have one topic. We're not quite entirely sure that uh, how that's going to work out. But that'll happen at some point, and it'll be up on here. And the way to know when those things are posted, you could either subscribe to the RSS feed on com. you can subscribe to us on Facebook or Twitter, or you could do the whole ring the little bell on the notification alert thing for YouTube. And then, you know, those are supposed to do that kind of thing. So then you'll go, hey, look at that. I got an email, and it says that this is up. And then I watch it, and I enjoy it. Hopefully. <laughs> But go ahead and click around, follow all that stuff, head up to Patreon, check out the merch shops, hit up fanboysanonymous.com, and just stay tuned for everything else that's heading your way. Thanks for yeah. listening to this, everybody. And we will see you next time. But for now, this has been another Markout Moment, and we're being counted out.